Hi, I'm Ken. And I'm Dee. And this is Antiques Freaks. It's the podcast. You know the one. The only one. If you think there are any others, I'll come find you and explain to you why there aren't. This week we are delving once again into the Sailor's Word Book. An alphabetical digest of nautical terms, including some more especially military and scientific, but useful to seamen, as well as archaisms of early voyagers, etc. By the late Admiral W.H. Smith with a Y, revised for the press by Vice Admiral Sir E. Belcher, published 1867. Dear God, why are we doing this to ourselves and by extension to you? We live in a port, so that's actually also a thing that we could always always say. Oh yeah, blame it on New Bedford. Blame it on New Bedford. But also because in our weekly chapter-by-chapter read-through of Varney the Vampire on our Patreon, patreon.com slash antiquesfreaks, we've encountered The Admiral, one of the best characters in all of literary history and one who speaks almost entirely in 19th century nautical slang. Puzzled by phrases such as bumboat women, we dove into the research archives to recover this nautical dictionary. We will not read the entire book on air because many entries are technical and or boring. Also, it's over 300,000 words long. <laughs> These sailors get to a lot of talking. However, some entries are too good not to share, including the following under the heading of F. D, are you ready to F the sailor's word book? Yeah, let's F this up. Let's get F'd up. How many more of these can I do? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was it, actually. Our first entry is a fag. <laughs> Kids, don't try this at home. It is a deputy laboring man or one who works hard for another. <laughs> yeah, you could say they're working hard. To fag. <laughs> it means to tire. Oh, that's right. I'm all fagged out. Indeed. Okay, I remember that one. Fag end. <laughs> this is killing me, dude. It's what Frodo renamed his house after Bilbo went to Rivendell. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, this is the party house now. Is it like the unlit side of something? Is that how the cigarettes got the term? Oh, maybe, because it does mean the end of any rope. This term is also applied to the end of a rope when it's become untwisted. Oh, there might be a connection there. Faggots. <laughs> All right, that's a bundle of sticks or cigarettes. I don't know if they smoked cigarettes yet. I should know that this is faggots with two Gs, and it means men who used to be hired to answer to names on the books when the crew were mustered by the clerk of the check. Such cheating was once still more prevalent in the army. Whoa, I had never heard that before. Neither had I. Well, no, I had heard the word faggots before, but in a much different context. Well, yeah, okay, let me clarify, I did. I have heard that. Yeah, it's been screamed at me several times in the street, so, you know. Yeah, I, I have been called that many days. Faggot, with one G. Uh, is that the stick? It is a billet for stowing casks. Oh, okay. Hey, I mean, a hot take. I think that the, the, the British Navy was using this phrase for too many different things. I would be very confused if I was on a boat. I am also wondering if the general association with this series of three letters with the British Navy so strongly and for so many centuries might have led to its modern connotation considering what they got up to at sea. Yeah. To fag out. <laughs> That's right. Download grinder, baby. To wear out the end of a rope or end of canvas. And we finally leave the fags behind as we go on to to fall aboard of. To fall aboard of. Now, is that when you just fall into another ship when you're supposed to be boarding it? You're very close. To strike another vessel or to have a collision with it. Oh. <laughs> usually applied to the motion of a disabled ship coming in contact with another. Oh, neat. Fall a fall with two exclamation points. Fall a fall. Well, that's when you fall. The cry to denote that the harpoon has been effectively delivered into the body of a whale. Oh. Hmm, okay, I didn't know there's gonna be whaling terms in here. Well... It did happen on ships, so it does come under nautical concerns. That's true. Falling glass. Well, that's when glass is falling. Uh, it's easy. When the mercury of the barometer is sinking in the tube. 
fast sailor with an E. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog with an E. A ship which, in nautical parlance, quote-unquote, has legs. (laughs) Um, I thought we evolved those off of ships years ago. (laughs) (laughs) To cut a feather. Well, that's when you gotta write. You gotta write something, you don't have your pen, you cut a feather. When a ship has so sharp a bow that she makes the spray feather in cleaving it. Beckett. Uh, Samuel, next. Two tears in a Beckett. <laughs> you want a Beckett? Don't Beckett at me, son. Get Beckett. <laughs> it is a Guernsey frock. A frock from the place known as Guernsey. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, the thing about a definition is that it can't confuse me more. <laughs> oh, but it can if it comes from the sailor's word book. <laughs> Feed of grass. Well, that's when you let the horses eat the grass. It is a supply of any kind of vegetable. I can see that they didn't think highly of the vegetables. Imagine the kind of vegetables you receive at sea Um, when you've been out for a couple months. I guess that I wouldn't blame them too much for that. (laughs) Salt meat probably goes down a sight better. Ferrara. Every sailor's favorite car. A species of broadsword named after the famous Spanish swordsmith Andrea Ferrara. Huh. As referenced in chapter 19 of Varney the Vampire. Oh! In the quote, I will give him an inch or two of my Andrea Ferrara. Oh, I thought that was just a sex thing. I did too, but no. There was a celebrity sword maker. Then again, a sword can also be a sex thing, as (laughs) our flag means death has proved. That's true. Run me through. That's crazy. Fid. Oh, I know this one. They are these butt-plug-shaped pieces of wood that are used for, I can't remember, something on a boat. I mean, you're not wrong. That's not how it's written out here, but you've got the spirit. (laughs) Well, I went to a place. I won't comment too much on what was going on in that place, but there was an artisan that had been refurbishing old fids for such a use by sanding them down, you know, dulling down the sharp points and then giving them a kind of body safe lacquer, I'm hoping. Yeah, but a salad bowl sealer. Oh, there you go. Like several coats of... In the sailor's word book, it is defined as... (laughs) A conical pin of hardwood of any size from 10 inches downwards. Yep, they're big. Tapering to a point used to open the strands of a rope in splicing. Thank you. Of these, some are large for splicing cables and some small for the bolt ropes of sails, etc. Fid is improperly applied to metal of the same shape. They are then termed marling spikes, called stabbers by sailmakers. Also colloquially used for a quid or chew of tobacco or a small but thick piece of anything as of meat and clumsy carving. (laughs) A small and thick piece of anything indeed. Fig, or full fig. I'm guessing this has nothing to do with the fruit. In best clothes, full dress. Oh. Fighting water. Well, that's when you're drowning. That's when you've got to punch the sea. Yeah, you gotta tell it who's boss. Casks filled and placed on the decks expressly for use in action. When the head was broken in, vinegar was added to prevent too much being taken by one man. Oh, so just like a party foul? Imagine if the office water cooler, once they opened it, they added vinegar to it to prevent people from drinking too much of it. Um, well, I would kill my boss, just for the record, if that happened. Somehow I'm starting to see why mutinies happen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's actually pretty obvious. For legal reasons, that was a joke. An old file. Well, that's a file that's gotten on in years. A somewhat contemptuous epithet for a deep and cunning but humorous person. Huh. 
That's a hell of a series of words. To fill. Well, I mean, when you put something in a container. To brace the yard so that the wind strikes the afterside of the sails and advances the ship in her course after the sails had been shivering or braced aback. Oh. A ship may be forced backward or forward or made to remain in her place with the same wind by backing, filling, or shivering the sails. Oh. And I explain all that not just because it's fascinating, but also because... An idle skulker, a fellow who loiters, trying to avoid being seen by the officers of the watch, is said to be backing and filling, otherwise doing nothing creditably. (laughs) Backing and filling is what I do at the club. Speaking of which, filling a ship's bottom. (laughs) Uh, respectfully declined to comment. Implies covering the bottom of a ship with broad-headed nails so as to give her a sheathing of iron to prevent the worms getting into the wood. Sheathing with copper is found superior, but the former plan is still used for piles in salt water. Oh, neat. Fire ship. That's a ship that's on fire. Don't want that. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, really? A vessel filled with combustible materials and fitted with grappling irons to hook and set fire to the enemy's ships. Oh, fuck. That's so cool. So you take one of your ships, you fill it with fire, and then you shove it in the enemy's direction. (laughs) (laughs) The boat is the weapon. Get fucked. Fish. I don't know that this needed explaining. <laughs> Colloquially, an epithet given to persons as a prime fish, a queer fish, a shy fish, a loose fish, etc. Oh, the Admiral uses that all the time. He does. As mute as a fish. Well, that's, you don't talk like, because fish don't talk like that. Correct. It is when a man is very silent. Royal fish. As a very fancy fish. Whale and sturgeon to which the sovereign is entitled when either thrown on shore or caught near the coasts. Oh, that sucks. See also Moby Dick chapter 89, fast fish and loose fish. (laughs) Fisherman's walk. That's when they they do that weird wide-legged stance because they're used to being on a boat. An extremely confined space. Three steps and overboard is often said of what river yachtsmen term their quarterdecks. It's just a very vivid description. You take three steps across the deck and you're in the ocean. <laughs> fish fag. Oh boy, here we, we're back. All right. Um, is that the, the wrong end of a fish? A woman who fags under heavy fish baskets, but is applied also in opprobrium to slatterns. Okay. I, I love introducing a need for another definition and a definition. You know that. <laughs> Flash vessels. Defender of the universe. All paint outside and no order within. Oh, oh, that's a good one, actually. Fleshing the sword. Ooh, that's when you're putting the sword in a flesh. The first time a beginner draws blood with it. I like blooding better than fleshing, personally, but I guess to each their own. No, 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 we're going with fleshing. We're fleshing the sword. <laughs> Flip. Do one. A once celebrated sea drink composed of beer, spirits, and sugar said to have been introduced by Sir Cloudsley Shovel. Sir Cloudsley Shovel. Sir Cloudsley Shovel. A real name they put into this book and expected us to believe. Yeah, a real man, uh, I'm sure, for sure, is a real guy. <laughs> Dudley Marjorie Banks' first Baron Tweedmouth better watch his fucking step because <laughs> Sir Cloudsley Shovel is on the prowl. Coming for that crown. And he's got some fine refreshments. Flipper. Uh, my favorite dolphin. The fin-like paw or paddle of marine mammalia. <laughs> they needed that explained? It is also applied to the hand, as when the boatswain's mate exulted in having taken a lord by the flipper. Okay. Just getting real excited about holding another man's flipper, you know? That's what I was like, like, is that just saying, like, I'm gonna go grab a man's hand? Like, why would you yell that? I think they are referring to a handshake. Oh, that makes more sense, I guess. <laughs> 
flogging the glass. It's when the glass has been very naughty and you gotta teach it a lesson. When there is no ship timepiece, the watches and half-hour bells are governed by a half-hour sand glass. The run of sand was supposed to be quickened by vibration, hence some weary soul towards the end of his watch was said to flog the glass. Oh, I see. So you're just hitting an hourglass hoping that'll make it go faster. (laughs) (laughs) Tapping the hourglass to make time go faster. Flotman. He's the guy who helps you with your book. What? He's the plot man. Flotman. Oh. We're still on F. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I got so excited. I was like, just like in Mega Man. No. <laughs> a flotman is a very early term for sailor because they are a man. What flot? Is that dead ass? Because <laughs> they, they flot on the sea and ships. They f- that's so. Just flotting along. <laughs> that's so weird. That's a, like the thing that you think defines you is that you flot. <laughs> Wow. Foggy. That's when you can't see what because of the mist. Not quite sober. Oh, it's going to get really confusing on the sea when it's sometimes foggy. The sea is foggy and the crew is foggy. (laughs) Oh, God. It's all over now. Forkers. (laughs) Well, they're not eating with their hands for sure, though. Those who reside in seaports for the sake of stealing dockyard stores or buying them, knowing them to be stolen. Oh, so it's like a criminal crime. For criminals. You know, I like that. Fathering. It's when you're taking care of your kid and you're the dad. Fathering with an O. Oh. Is usually practiced to stop a leak at sea. A heavy sail, as the spirit sail, is closely thrummed with yarn and oakum and drawn under the bottom. The pressure of the water drives the thrumming into the apertures. If one does not succeed, others are added, using all the sails rather than lose the ship. That's crazy. That's a real thing? Yes, right? Like, I read that and I was like, what the fuck? Like, you could just, you could just take off one of the sails and be like, all right, we're wrapping this around the ship like a fun little sash because otherwise we're going to sink. Yeah, yeah. And if that doesn't work, we're using them all. (laughs) The ship gets a new pretty dress, everybody. So yeah, one of the coolest things I read today. Holy shit, that's amazing. French Lake. That would be like any body of water in France. <laughs> a sobriquet for the Mediterranean. Well, okay, fuck off. The, the French don't belong there. That was what I was thinking, yes. <laughs> Frenchman. The, uh, the asshole that thought he owned the Mediterranean. Formerly a term among sailors for every stranger or outlandish man. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that. Freshwater Jack or Freshwater Sailor. A sailor that's only used to working on lakes and rivers. Indeed, it is an epithet for a green hand of whom an old saying has it, whose ship was drowned in the Plain of Salisbury. What's the Plain of Salisbury? It is a field in Salisbury, England. Oh, it is an actual plain. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Fancy that. It is an actual flat geographical feature. Imagine, imagine my surprise when. <laughs> Fuddled. Befuddled. Oh, that's when you're confused. Close. Not quite drunk, but unfit for duty. I'm befuddled. And finally, fumble-fisted. That's when you're not quite drunk and you're trying to do something. Awkward in catching a turn or otherwise handling a rope. Oh, yeah, close enough. And with that, we have thoroughly effed the sailor's word book. We've effed it all up, everybody. If you would like to suggest an episode topic or just say hello, you can email us directly at antiquesfreakspodcast at gmail.com. You can post on our Facebook group, Antiquesfreaksfriends. You can tag us on Tumblr, antiquesfreaks.tumblr.com. Or you can hit up our Instagram at instagram.com slash antiquesfreaks. If you liked all of the 
dirty words we had to say today, like flipper. <laughs> Feel free to scroll on down to wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave us a review. I don't like the number of times they said a boat slur, you might say. Every review is extremely helpful and gets our dulcet tones into a variety of listening ears. And if you need more Antiques Freaks in your week, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash antiquesfreaks, where with every week we read and review a chapter of the Victorian Penny Dreadful Varney the Vampire, The Feast of Blood. Special shout out to our patrons for paying our hosting fees and filling our hearts with love. So much love. And thank you in particular for listening. That's right. You. Au revoir. Goodbye.